Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the On the Pony Express podcast. I am Billy Embody. It is Friday, a day away from SMU versus Houston, a 6 p.m. Central Time start on the NFL Network. A little bit of a curveball there from TV, but uh, should be a good one. Weather's going to clear out for SMU and Houston to do battle in what is probably the last time these two uh, will face off for quite some time with the conferences going uh, with some changes, of course, uh, the Big 12 getting Houston. And uh, that's one interesting note of this one. I did talk with Rhett Lashley and asked him about that this week. And he said, you know, this is a game that SMU is all on board to keep playing. You know, it's a good regional uh, rivalry, uh, dates back for years. Uh, These two cities don't like each other. These two teams don't like each other. Uh, It is a game that I think you've got to find a way to keep playing. Uh, It's a positive for both. Uh, it's a good uh, non-conference game for for each team to have on their resume. For the most part, both teams are always competitive. So, you know, I think this is one that hopefully this one uh, will get back on the schedule in years to come. But Rhett Lashley did say SMU wants to play it, and they're in alignment that it's a good game to play. So we'll see how it works out and when this one gets back on the schedule. Now, back on the field is Tanner Mordecai getting ready for his first start since he sustained that concussion against Cincinnati. We talked with him this week and he really kind of said, look, I feel good. Uh, It's nice to kind of recharge a little bit. And during the grind of a season, especially as the quarterback, you don't get that much. So, you know, yes, he went through the concussion protocol. It's not fun. It's not something he enjoyed. He really missed obviously being out on the field, but I do think getting a chance to recharge and obviously SMU came away with a win. So that's another positive might not be a bad thing for him down the stretch. So we're going to see how he performs today or well, not today on Saturday. He's got to take care of the football just comes back to it. I'm, I'm like a, uh, you know, just a, a broken record. I just keep saying it. But when, when SMU and when Tanner Mordecai takes care of the football, they're able to win games every game this year, they've lost the turnover battle. uh, They have lost. Uh, And so that is something they've got to continue to prioritize on getting right. They fixed the red zone issues. They've scored, I believe, 59 points in the last two games in the red zone, pretty much all touchdowns. Uh, So really good job there by the staff. Uh, But look, turnovers have killed SMU in the big games this year. You look at even at at, in the Cincinnati game, the interception Tanner Mordecai threw, that cost them three points. That cost them the game. So we've seen it rear its ugly head a little bit more so in, in, I would say the earlier season games like TCU and 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 Maryland. Um, look, you can say the knee was down, not down for Tanner's fumble, but still you can't leave it up to the refs. So playing clean in this one is going to be important because Doug Belk does bring back, uh, once again, a salty defense for Houston. Uh, I will say SMU is going to have Jordan Curley in this game. He was in practice for the first time in a full go uniform in quite some time. And so that is really important. SMU's offense is so much better with him in the fold. Uh, The passing attack has two number one receivers, in my opinion. That's how good Jordan Curley is when he's healthy. Um, And him and Rasheed Rice complement each other so well. So that is a big addition for SMU. They kind of had to get by with some of the wide receivers over the last couple weeks with Moochie Dixon being uh, dinged up, Jake Bailey now out for the year, Bo Corrales now out for the year. And now you've got Jordan Curley back. And if he can somehow stay healthy, 
it would just be a game changer for this offense down the stretch. It's kind of the opposite of, you know, what happened with Reggie Robertson in that 2019 season when he went down, that was a huge blow and the offense completely changed this year. It could be, Hey, get Jordan Curley back, change the offense. Once again, maybe it opens up some running lanes with having two receivers out there that demand that type of attention. Um, and of course, Dylan Goffney has been playing well lately. Um, so that's important to note too. Defensively for Houston, they are going to um, really challenge SMU. They're athletic. They're one of the top fronts uh, in the country, um, but they lost Marcus Jones and Demarion Williams. Um, they lost Logan Hall, but Donovan Muton, three-time team captain, uh, he's he's what makes this defense go. Uh, Javarius Owens is a really well-regarded uh, prospect in the NFL draft process. Uh, he really has uh, brought it from his side of things, um, has four and a half sacks and six and a half tackles for loss against Texas Tech in week two. That's insane. Um, and, you know, that was Derek Parrish, who's now out for the year um, for Houston. So they're missing him but they do have Javarius Owens and Donovan Muton. So those guys are keys for the Cougs. One thing of, of note, uh, Jace Rogers played nickel most of the season for Houston, and now he's going to shift some net with Alex Hogan out in their secondary. Um, look, that, that secondary um, has a really high-level amount of talent, um, and they're going to be matching up against Rasheed Rice. Um, they really have their hands full with him. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but they they do have that talent. They always have speed. Um, and they just really bring it. So, you know, I think they're going to be kind of the X factor in this one. If they can contain Rasheed Rice and Jordan Curley somehow, um, that's going to be, you know, how this game is probably won. Because if they could slow down Rasheed Rice and Jordan Curley in the passing attack, make some turnovers uh, or force some turnovers. That's, um, that's really what is, uh, you know, going to decide this one. Cause the run game for SMU hasn't been good enough. So if they're able to move the ball in the passing attack and able to, you know, create big plays, that is really going to allow SMU an opportunity to run now to run, they're going to have to go against uh, DZ Nawako. He uh, really just brings on the double teams every every game. Uh, he's a force in the middle. I was talking to a couple of people over on Houston side of things uh, that his nickname nickname is Block Bully. So that's what SMU is going to have their hands full with. Branson Hickman is expected back at center, um, and so Jalen Thomas will have to find somewhere else on the offensive line to start. I would think. With the way he's played, you've got to start him at right tackle. He's just been so good out there and such a difference maker on that offensive line. Um, but the interior guys will have their hands full with Nwako, as well as De'Anthony Jones and Nelson Caesar. Uh, both are really good pass rushers. They've combined for six and a half sacks and 13 tackles for loss. Um, Parrish is obviously out for the season, so they've kind of tag-teamed that uh, to get pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So, Defensively for SMU, they've got to deal with Nathaniel Dell. Uh, 60 catches for 739 yards and an AAC leading 10 touchdowns. So one of the explosive players in the country is catching passes from Clayton Toon. Um, 
He set a season high 380 yards and four touchdowns against USF. USF, you know, just outclassed by Houston. Um, Navy also got blown out with uh, five touchdowns by Clayton Toon. And he's completing only, he's completing 63% of his passes in every single game but one. So he's playing at a really high level. He's been AAC player of the week. Um, he is somebody that is going to test this SMU secondary. He's mobile. He can extend plays. There's no doubt about that. Uh, but he's also somebody who is um, really, really just talented at distributing the football. And, and that's what Houston's offense does really well. They've got Dell who can really go, uh, but they've always got playmakers. The running back room, once they uh, lost um, uh, Alton McCaskill before the season, uh, Tayshawn Henry uh, got hurt after that and is close to coming back. Uh, but he's questionable for Saturday's game. Brandon Campbell, the transfer from USC, along with Stacy Sneed, those two guys are really kind of coming along. Um, Campbell's your bigger back. Sneed's a little shifty. Uh, Sneed has been a kind of a longtime Coug, um, and he's coming off two of his best games with 100 yards uh, against Navy and two touchdowns against USF. So once again, playmakers all over for Houston. It's going to be a difficult matchup. SMU secondary did not play its best. And it was kind of basic thing, basic things talking with the coaching staff that they haven't, you know, really showed this season as far as not turning around for the ball or there's two players right there and they don't make a play on the ball. Those are the things plaguing SMU against Tulsa. So last week's performance was really disappointing. The front seven is healthy. They've got all the linebackers and defense linemen back. Stephon Wright is trending in the right direction to play. We'll see if he's able to go. Um, he was out against Tulsa. That was a big blow. SMU's defense, as I've said, is better with him on the field. Um, and he's able to kind of rotate with Elijah Chapman, Devere Levelston, um, guys like that on the front. So SMU has Stephon Wright. That'll help without a doubt. The good thing is, is they've been able to bring some more pressure on quarterbacks. Jalen Samuels, uh, Nellie Paul, uh, Isaiah Smith, guys like that really stepping into the spotlight a little bit in that respect. On the defensive side of the ball, we talked with Brandon Crosley, and you can tell this is one of those games that he gets up for, the Dallas-Houston thing. Um, you know, a lot of these players, these guys know from seven-on-seven seven or you know, playing in high school against each other, things like that. And he really wants to bring a little bit more of that swagger to the defense. The defense has been playing with some of that lately, but it hasn't been consistent. Uh, we saw in the second half against Tulsa, kind of up and down, right? They were able to get stops when they needed to. At the end of the game, they got that forced fumble return for a touchdown, but they also gave up some drives that you're like, wow, that is uh, that is not the standard of football that is kind of being uh, brought along here at SMU right now under the staff and was not a sign of where they had been trending the last few weeks. So they want to get back on track. I mean, if they can get to Clayton Katoon and really kind of disrupt his timing, that would go a long way. Um, I'm interested to see how the secondary bounces back as far as pass coverage. I think this this defense in terms of defending the run is kind of is is what it is at this point. They're going to give up some yards. Uh, the one thing they're trying to limit is that big play, and Scott Simons talked about it this week. They do a good job of kind of limiting to three, four yards, and then they pop, let an opposing team pop a 40-yard carry, pop a 50-yard carry against Cincinnati. It was a 70-ish yarder. You know, those are the things that really hurt. And then you look up and you're like, oh, 
200 plus yards rushing again. When you give up a big play in the run game, that's a chunk of yards and that just makes you look that much worse. So they're trying to identify ways to help the guys be more consistent and it's making tackles, fitting the right gaps. Those are the things that SMU really hasn't been able to do at a high level to to stop those big plays in the run game. Everything else, they're let's call it 85% of the time, they're doing a good job. They're doing their assignments. They're making tackles. When it comes to plays that they've got to fit up and somebody has a lapse, that's when the big plays are hit. And that's kind of been the, the issue. So that's what Scott Simon said about it. Um, this is an offense that, you know, SMU is going to have to probably pick your poison a little bit with, right? Like, are you going to bracket uh, Tink, Nathaniel Dell? Are you going to blitz Clayton Toon? Um, how do you kind of create pressure in different ways? So that's going to be very interesting for me to see. Um, I, again, I think both secondaries in this one have their work cut out for them. They're both very important to how this how these games go or how this game goes for both sides. Um, who, whoever secondary steps up and makes some stops, maybe makes a game-changing interception, that's the team that could very well have the leg up on winning this one uh, and going uh, either back home or going, uh, you know, out in Dallas or whatever to, to celebrate this win. Six o'clock Central Time NFL Network. We'll have all your coverage on theponyexpress.com. I really struggled with how to pick this game overall because part of me sits here and says, well, against good opponents, SMU has not gotten over the hump. Like, I didn't think Navy was good when everybody was jumping all over them about Tulsa, their win over Tulsa. I didn't think Tulsa was that good. Uh, I thought their secondary would have played better, but I didn't think they were that good. The only concern was obviously going up to Tulsa and grabbing a win finally. And against Houston, I think they're they're banged up. I I think there are some holes in this Houston team. They're not, you know, the, the team they were last year. And they've shown that too. They've lost to Tulane. Uh, they have not had the season that they want either. Uh, they're sit- sitting really in the middle of the pack uh, for the AAC right now as well. Um, so this is a key game for them because if they lose this one, they're out of it. They are toast. Um, and SMU, they're still kind of sitting there with a chance to to make a move, you know, uh, um, because if SMU gets the tiebreak on Houston, then things get a little wonky, I think, in terms of the race. Obviously, SMU will face Tulane next week, but this is a good game. Uh, or SMU will face Tulane two weeks down the road. SMU doesn't have to worry about looking ahead to USF. They've got Houston on their play right now. It's a tough task. It's a difficult task to slow them down. And then they play USF. They can lock in on this one. I, I am tempted to pick SMU something like 31-28. Um, kind of a weird one for both teams. I think somebody returns a kick in this one. Last year, obviously, it was Houston, broke SMU's heart. But this year, who knows? Could be SMU, break one, you know, either punt or kick return. I think there's going to be a game-changing special teams play in this one. If Tanner Mordecai plays clean, SMU wins. And, I mean, I, I if they have the dink and dunk, dunk for him to not throw an interception, I don't know what to do. But he has to take care of the football. And SMU does as well. You know, Rasheed Rice 
had his issues here and there with either a drop or fumble earlier in the year. And now I think that he's back to practicing. We saw the fruits of that labor against Tulsa. He was back to his old self against Houston. This is a game that he has to have circled as far as, look, I've got to come out here and perform. I've performed well all year. Again, give these NFL draft stop, uh, scouts something to write home about and keep raising my stock, help my team get into position to somehow sneak into that conference title game uh, if possible. So I, I'm going to go SMU 31-28. I, I don't love it, but I also wouldn't feel good about picking Houston either. I think both of these teams have been so up and down this year, but I feel like, and this is where it's kind of like a projection, right? SMU's issues have been, at least from my my perspective, watching them obviously much more than Houston, but then getting kind of some of the take from the other side of things on, on Houston, SMU's been snake bitten by things like a, a poorly timed interception or a turnover. Those are, That's been the difference in the game. And this, this year, I think SMU is going to be able to find a way to play clean enough against Houston. Again, they're missing some players. They're missing some of their difference makers. They were counting on to, to be ready and available for this entire season, for this defense especially. That's why I'm going to pick SMU. I think this is kind of a little perfect storm. Tanner got some rest. His arm got some rest. Come back in. Know he's got the opportunity to make some plays and lead SMU to a win. I'm going to pick SMU 31-28. Um, again, special team somewhere in there makes a game-changing play in this one. Now, shifting gears, I was out at uh, Lucas Lovejoy. Last night, watching senior night for SMU wide receiver commit Jackson Lavender. Uh, he and the Leopards suffered a tough one, losing 36-35 in the final minute to Melissa, uh, who just stepped up into 5A this year. First of all, what a high school football game. I mean, it was one of the best games I've been to in a long time. Melissa came back down, uh, I believe they were down 14, um, and their kicker had a ton of issues during the game, slipping, missing, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and they come back and win it on a two-point conversion in the final minute uh, to get that one done. So you feel bad for Jackson Lavender and Kyle Parker and all those Lovejoy guys that are really, really talented. They're going to have to circle the wagons for playoffs. They're not done. They're they're going to figure it out. Um, their defense has kind of struggled here and there during the season. But I was talking to some folks. That was the best they played all season. So uh, Lovejoy just got – I feel like there was too much pressure on Brandon Hagel uh, and Melissa really brought it uh, defensively uh, as well in the second half, kind of limiting them. So Jackson scored a touchdown um, and had a couple of nice kick returns as well. Rhett Lashley and Rob Likens were in attendance watching him. Um, they were kind of sporting the uh, new black and blue uh, SMU logo as well. So just kind of a tease of what's to come on that front. Um, look, Jackson Lavender, he's got the verified measurables in terms of speed. Uh, he's a he's a shifty slot, uh, willing blocker, um, and has had a really good senior year. So he's, I believe, enrolling early in January, going to be on campus and going to try to factor into that slot position a little bit more. They do a bunch of different things with him, snap it to him directly, do the jet flip, get him in the screen game, um, use him in the return game. So he's going to be a nice, versatile piece for SMU um, and, and really address that slot position, which is now super crowded. I mean, I, I think – you know, that's a position where who knows, we could see some attrition there um, after the season. But um, SMU uh, was out there watching him to check out some of the other recruiting notes as far as where the rest of the staff was. Be sure to subscribe to OnThePronyExpress.com. 
Again, free Founders Club hats are still available. Mine's starting to get a little worn. I got a break in a fresh one. But we still have them available for when you subscribe. You can try free for seven days. If you like it, like us, great. Um, you can, you know, stay on and get the hat. That's kind of the rules. So uh, be sure to subscribe. It's SMU Houston week. There's a huge visitor list coming in for this one. Um, we'll have highlights of Jackson Lavender on the on the Pony Express YouTube page as well. So be sure to check those out. Hit that subscribe button to the YouTube channel and hope everybody enjoys the game this weekend. Uh, be sure to check out OnThePonyExpress.com, part of On3 for all the coverage of SMU Houston. We will have uh, previews and uh, features as well uh, getting ready for game day. So check that out. We will catch you guys next week, breaking down SMU Houston, as well as SMU basketball. First game uh, officially for the Mustangs on Monday night against Texas A&M Commerce. So appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we will catch you guys uh, next time. Have a good one, and enjoy the game. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.